Hey, Cohen, ready to get down to it once again. We did a, I mean, I think we absolutely killed that uh, NLAL East East preview. So, you know, I'm just ready to knock another one out. Um, also, for those of y'all listening from my podcast, I will also at the end be posting me and Cohen giving our uh, MVP Cy Young and our playoff teams and World Series. So, Got lots of good stuff on this podcast once again, but you know I'm ex- I'm excited, man. I've been watching a little preseason baseball so far, you know, just to get that feeling. I mean, it's honestly it just feels good to watch an American sport again after you've been watching all this soccer. And I don't cons- I mean, I don't I don't mean to offend anyone who's an MLS fan or anything, but I, I mean, MLS to be sucks. honest with you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, like the MLS is just like. You know, it's like watching the NBA G League. Like, I love the NBA, but it's just – I love basketball, but it's just like a horrible product. And the MLS, in my opinion, is just a horrible product. So, I mean, outside of Atlanta United, I really can't bring myself to watch any of it. Defending is horrible. Goal Goalkeeping is worse than horrible. It's – it's uh, from watching, especially us having the last three months to watch all this Bundesliga, all this EPL, mm-hmm. and all this La Liga – goes to show how bad American soccer and, and not just the MLS, but the state of American soccer actually is like, we, we wouldn't stand a chance. Like if you were to put the very best team, like if you were to put the MLS all-stars in the premier league, they'd probably be like a middle of the road team, if not worse than that. So I know the fields, um, we've had a rough go of it as of late betting on soccer, but the promised land is here. Now we can actually bet on real sports with real outcomes that actually impact us. Thomas Penland, today we are going to preview and predict not just the NL Central, but the AL Central as well. So Thomas, mm-hmm. some people, like last week, hell, me and you said that the NL East was the toughest division in all of baseball and the East Eastern kind of seaboard was the toughest section of, 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 of the new baseball restart. But I don't mm-hmm. know, man. The the AL or the NL Central is is pretty tough. Uh, then again, just the same thing as the NL East. You got four teams that potentially could make the playoffs in the Brewers, the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Reds. So, without further ado, let's get into it. In the NL Central, um, one thing that I do want to kind of address before we get into some specifics is I think the general consensus, and I know at Vegas it is, the Cincinnati Reds have been picked to win the division. Do you agree with that? I, I'm. Let's put it this way. I'm really torn on this division. I can't really make my mind up which way I wanted to go. But at the end of the day, I'm actually going to agree with this. And my reason being, I love the fact that the Reds starting pitching. I mean, I think that Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray might be the strongest one, two, three I've seen. And I mean, Wade Miley's a good pitcher. Descalzani, I mean, he's very hit or miss, but I think the Reds have revamped this ball club and they have a decent bullpen as well. But what I really like is the fact they added guys like Mike Moustakis, Nick Castellanos, and Freddie Galvis. I mean, you got to think about the fact they have Aquino, you know, who's a he's an emerging young star. I mean, I think he hit like 17 home runs last year in like 30 games or something like that. Yep. And then, I mean, Eugenio Suarez is an absolute – I mean, he was top five in the NL. He almost won the NL home run title last year. And I mean, and you forget – you got your um, you got your five hundred million dollar whatever contract you signed, man, and Joey Votto on that team. Who I mean, when you put a lineup this strong around a guy like Joey Votto, I think it makes this Reds team a scary team. And to be honest with you, I think they have the best team in the Central. We we've seen it with guys like Freddie Freeman. We've seen it with other guys who need that padding and need that protection around them in the lineup that Joey Votto really has never gotten, especially not in the past three four years. Um, I think Joey Votto is an on base machine i think he's a singles machine I think he's a walk machine and adding these new emerging stars and guys who are already proven like castellanos and moustakas around guys like suarez and you know jesse winkler and freddie galvis and nick senzel that's a really good team do i think that they're a little bit overrated they only won 75 games last year i know they had a a, a supreme offseason and they tried to revamp the ball club and get that starting pitching kind of shored up but the bones of this team haven't shown me enough to say, yes, they're going to take the Central this year. Um, I'm not going to tell you who I think is going to win the division until we get there, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Cincinnati Reds are going to finish second or third in this division. Um, Thomas Penland, is there any chance in Hades as hell that the Pittsburgh Pirates get it together and win this division? (laughs) 
Shoot, the Pittsburgh Pirates will be lucky to win 25 games this year, let alone win the division. I think that's way out there. Look, I do like Joe Musgrove. Um, I think Chris that Archer. yeah, eh, Chris Archer was really really bad last Awful. year. They lost a who's the pitcher they lost last year for the season? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, um, but they had a pitcher they lost for the oh, 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 it doesn't it, matter. We'll come back. Was it Trevor Williams? No, no, no. I'll I'll look him up in a second once you go. But when I look at their lineup, you know, they lost Starling Marte last year from last year's team, which I think hurts them a lot. But, I mean, outside of Josh Bell, I just don't really see a whole lot I like on this lineup. And, and I mean, I think the Pirates are going to be one of those teams, you know, that finds themselves in the cellar, and they're going to be playing a lot of their younger guys to see what they can get out of them with no minor league baseball this year. So uh, we're going to stick in the NL Central. Is this going to be the last go-round for um, the, the St. Louis Cardinals? Because Yadier Molina is climbing in age. Uh, Wainwright is climbing in age. Um, hell, even Goldschmidt is, is climbing in age. Dexter mm-hmm. Fowler is climbing in age. Is this, is this going to be the last go-round for the, for the core of the St. Louis Cardinals that we've come to love? I don't think it's necessarily going to be the last year for their – look, if I've learned anything about the Cardinals, they're a lot like the Braves. The Cardinals and the Braves are always good. These teams are built so well organizationally that they always rebuild and get the team back. I mean, Paul DeYoung, he got out to a hot start last year, kind of cooled off the second half of the season. But, I mean, he's still a good young player. I mean, you still have Goldie there with Paul Goldschmidt, Matt Carpenter. Um, I mean, they've definitely got some young guys too, you know, even with Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, you know, young guys who are looking to take that next step. Yeah, they got some old vets on the team. But, I mean, I think the Cardinals have the young guys and the prospects that I think they can keep on um, building and building with this team. I mean, especially with pitching prospects, too. What do you think? Um, I think that this is going to be the last go-round for for their big three, the Matt Carpenter, Yadier Molina, Dexter Fowler kind of combo, the guys that we've seen in, the, in, in these uniforms we've come to love. Um, I do agree with you that they do have a good pipeline going in. But I think most of their good prospects and players are already up with the squad. Um, I think this is their last go-round, so to speak, but I don't think this is their last year or last two years. I think this is the last kind of generation of these of these good Cardinals that we're going to come to see. And you were talking about how the Reds have the top three starters in this division. I think that, that the one, two, three, four, five combo of this rotation is really, really, really good. Anchored by Jack Flaherty, then Wayne Wright, then you go to Dakota Hudson, Miles Mikolas, and then Carlos Martinez. Those are just five really, really, really good pitchers. I know Mikolas is night and day, home and away. He's two different pitchers. And then, I mean, Dakota Hudson, yes, I think he's good, but I still want to see a little bit more from him. I don't know. I have Carlos Martinez and Wainwright. Wainwright, to me, is pretty old. I mean, obviously, oh, Jack Flaherty. I mean, I almost picked Jack Flaherty to win the Cy Young. That's how highly I think of Jack Flaherty. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the Cardinals starting rotation is going to end up being what holds them back. And, I mean, I think, honestly, their lineup could be a little bit better, too. And, plus, you got to think about this. Last year, the Cardinals really started out the season slow. They emerged mm-hmm. as the season went on and on and on. So, I don't know. I'm. I think the Cardinals have a decent team, but I really think the Reds and the Cubs, even the Brewers, have a better roster than they do at the end of the day. So let's talk about the um, the Cubs. Their core is, you know, sort of not the same from what we saw from that. What was it? Twenty fifteen World Series championship. Twenty sixteen World Series championship. Um, you've got some some decisions to make on what you're going to do with Chris Bryant. What you're going to do going forward with Anthony Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber. I think Wilson Contreras is going to be the odd man out for the guy who doesn't get rewarded with a contract. Um, do you think that the the Cubs are still scary, quote-unquote? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. When you have a team as stacked up as the Cubs do, you're definitely going to be a scary team, no, no matter what, like you just said. I mean, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Contreras, I mean, absolutely stacked team. Plus, you know, a guy like Ian Happ, I mean, his on-base percentage was off the charts last year. He drew a lot of walks in the minor leagues, and, you know, that's what you want to see out of these guys who come up. You want to see these young guys who see a lot of pitches. I mean, I think, honestly, a lot of some of these prospects that flopped for the Cubs is really what hurts them. Like, when you look yeah. at Addison Russell, you know, he got sent back down. Addison Russell kind of flopped. I mean, Alamora was a highly taught prospect. I think he's more of a platoon guy with speed. I mean, you add a veteran in there like Kipnis. I mean, I still th- I think this division is going to be extremely competitive, and the winning team might be you know it might be a game or two that separates the team that wins this division from the team that misses the playoffs. You know, so I think I, th- I think like you know, like you said, you know, it's a stacked up division no matter what what way you look at it. How do you feel about David Ross becoming manager of the Cubs? 
Um, I honestly like the fact that David Ross is the manager of the Cubs. I mean, I, he knows these players well. He won a championship with them. I'm sure that he has the respect of all of them. Uh, Madden, I felt like that his you know message kind of got a little stale and he kind of lost control of the team. There was lots of you know rumors and lots of talk going on in the clubhouse last year, and I think that that kind of drove this team apart a little bit. And I mean, even though I was living out in Chicago during when they were trying to make their playoff push and you know you're even hearing it from everybody around town what are we going to do with Bryant what are we going to do you know with this that person moving forward so I mean even this year I think there's a lot of talk going on with this team and there could still be a lot of distractions so I mean David Wright's going to have to keep everybody focused and it's I mean David Ross and it's going to be on him yeah I I wasn't necessarily in love with the move to bring in David Ross Um, I do love former players as managers I do love players managers I do love these kind of nice warm souls that float around these locker rooms and that's that's how you get through a 162 game baseball season the fact that we're only at 60 games this year kind of scares me for a guy like David Ross who doesn't have much managerial experience yes he was a world-class catcher I thought he was more of a world-class DH but he's a world-class catcher who knows how to call a game I don't think that helps him as much as some people are led to believe and managing games and playing chess with these players and kind of putting them in the right spot. And for that reason alone, I wasn't in love with the move. I do not think the Cubs will make the playoffs because David Ross is the manager in his first year. Um, so Thomas Penland, I guess this is when we switch over to the AL Central. Um, whoa, 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 we forgot the Brewers. We forgot the Brew Crew. Oh, um... We did, didn't we? The Brewers mm-hmm. are a team that is built well from the inside out, always has a really good bullpen, always has a team that slaps a lot of hits. Home run numbers aren't necessarily scary high. Stolen bases aren't scary high, but a good built team from the inside out. Um, it's been their division for the past, what, two years, two seasons? It's been their division before the Cubs won it their World Series year? No, so they won. So the Cubs won at the World Series year. Then the Brewers were in won it the next year. I don't know if they won it or not, but they went to the no, they did win it, and then they went to the um to the championship or to the to the NLCS again, played against the Dodgers and lost. I think in five games or six games. I know they won a few in there, and then now, um, I mean, last year obviously they didn't win it, but. You know, I like what the Brewers did, actually. I thought that their lineup was lacking a little bit. Obviously, Yelich got hurt at the end of the season. Lorenzo Cain struggled last year. I think Cain can bounce back. I mean, obviously, you have Christian Yelich. He's going to be an MVP caliber player. I mean, you all remember how him and him and uh, Bellinger were racing to see who could hit the most home runs last year before he went down. Ryan Braun, obviously, is a little old, but the fact he can DH is good. But I really like the fact they added a Vasil Garcia from the Tampa Bay and Justin Smoke. Comes over from the Blue Jays. Justin Smoke might not be a household name, but he can handle the bat. I mean, Garcia as well. Garcia seemed like he always came through and got big hits last year. And he got a little pop in his bat, too, and hit some home runs. I think they made the right right uh, moves here. I just am obviously the Brewers have a top three bullpen in baseball. But my biggest question is the starting rotation. Starting I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I like that starting rotation that much. And on top of that, they did lose... I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but they did lose one of their better pitchers from last year. So there's definitely a lot of questions to be answered here on this Brewers rotation. Yeah, the starting rotation um, could definitely improve. It's probably a a back-end, a lower-tiered starting five with Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Brad Anderson. Not a bad one, two, and three, but you do want that kind of clear-cut star, that ace at number one instead of Brandon Woodruff. And then you got Josh Lindblom and Corbin Burns. A bunch of meh out of there. It's not necessarily bad, but it's it's nothing really to roll out of bed and get excited about. The bullpen, like you said, is I think the best bullpen in baseball still. Braves are probably number two. But um, I don't really see uh, – like you said on, on, on Friday, teams can only go as far as their pitching can take them. I don't feel like the Brewers fit into that category. I feel like the Brewers are a better built team than some of the teams that we talk about when it comes to their pitching can carry them a long way. I think the offense of this team is what carries them a long way. And mm-hmm. whenever you get Eric Lauer back, he'll get back into the rotation. Um, even even like Shelby Miller, who who used to be – you remember Shelby Miller with the Braves, who was yeah. a really good starting pitcher. Then we dealt him to, to Arizona, and then he just sucked. So they got got him on a lottery ticket. So I feel like the, 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 the pitching staff as a whole is good, but the starting rotation is not. So that's, that's why I feel like it won't really hold them back instead of just not let them reach their full potential. 
Yeah, and Zach Davies is the pitcher they lost last year. He started out hot, but he faded a little bit more as the season went on. But, I mean, I still think losing him is huge because he'd probably be their number two if he was still there. So, Thomas Penwood, let's 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 migrate over to the AL Central. Um, pretty good division last year, even though none of the teams really wowed you. Um, the biggest takeaway, I think, is that last year the Twins broke the home run record as a team, hitting 307 home runs, which is a fucking astronomical number. And then you add Josh Donaldson. Are they going to beat the record this year for the, that they set last year? Um, it's tough to say just because, I mean, obviously they can't really break the record this year since it's a shortened season, you know what I mean? Oh, but y- y- I, Yeah, but in terms of, like, multiplying it out and getting... Y- honestly, they could. I mean, when you, when you look at the Twins roster and everything... Adding Josh Donaldson in there is definitely good. Miguel Sano should be – I mean, he's he's still a little questionable if he's going to be ready to go or not start off the season. But if Sano's in there, it's going to be great. He did also test positive for COVID not too long ago, but that was back at the beginning of July, so he should be good to go now. But I honestly think Nelson Cruz will regress a little bit. I mean, he's so damn old. you got to keep thinking he's going to fall off at some point. I mean, shit, though, we've been saying that about Nelson Cruz probably for the last 10 years, yeah, and nothing's, yeah, nothing's really happened for him. So – I mean, I I personally think the Twins are gonna Twins are stacked up, and I mean they got better this year from last year. Even even when you look at their pitching, they add Kenta Medea, Homer Bailey, and Rich Hill. So I mean they got this rotation better than it even was last year. Yeah, I think that it it is. Even though me and you saw firsthand what Josh Donaldson could do to a ball club, and like me and you said last week, we we're a little bit salty about let the Braves letting him get away, but I don't think that that is actually the biggest addition that, 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 the, that the Twins made. I think that it, it's the addition of Kenta Medea, Rich Hill, and Homer Bailey. I think that for a team that's needed good pitching for such a long time, these guys aren't going to wow you out of the stadium, but they're going to put each three good starts in a row, and that's how you how you progress over baseball. So you, you get quality starts. These three pitchers can get quality starts, and they can help kind of stabilize this team. I think that the additions of Kenta Medea, Rich Hill, and Homer Bailey are all huge. Thomas Penland. Um, let's see. I lost my plates on my, on my notes. So we're going to talk about the Chicago White Sox and our man Tim Anderson, who I think is the most exciting baseball player alive today. Um, the Chicago White Sox are extremely lucky to have him, and so are we. Are they the clear-cut favorites for this division now? No, I don't think they're the clear-cut favorites for this division. I still think they might be a year too young. I mean, I like the fact that they added Yasmin Gradal. They brought back Jose Abreu. I mean, they add Edwin Encarnacion. They add Nonar Mazzara. You're going to have healthy Eloy Jimenez. I mean, I didn't even mention Mankato and Tim Anderson, yeah. two of the, what, the emerging young stars in the MLB. I really, really, really like this White Sox lineup. And then, obviously, you got Dallas Keuchel in there. But, I mean— I just think that the back end of this, into this order, I mean, Gio Gonzalez wasn't great last year. And then on top of that, I mean, Ronaldo Lopez and Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is still really young. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, Ronaldo Lopez looks like he's throwing medicine balls out there when he's pitching. So I still think it, it might be a year too soon for this White Sox team. But, you know, anybody can get hot for and anybody can, you know, at the same time, like think about when that these young hitters come up at first and how it's hard to get them out. So, you know, I, I like the White Sox. I like this team a lot. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, this is the team I've struggled the most to figure out what I think they're going to do next season. Yeah, I really do like the White Sox. Um, I wouldn't say that I share the sentiment with you, saying that they're uh, they're still a year too young. I don't see a year too young. I see maybe one more superstar away. Um, I think that they are the team that has the most to prove. In this division, even though the the Twins went out and added so many guys and they're ready to win now, I think the White Sox are the team that we're going to watch the closest and we're going to be most excited about in this baseball season. Um, I think that Tim Anderson, I think the biggest problem that he had last year was errors and his fielding percentage. I think he's already got that cleaned up. I, I see him posting on Instagram all of his field work and all of his glove work. So I think that the White Sox are in for an extremely exciting year, even though Michael Kopech has, has opted out. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, pro- I'd probably say outside of the Braves, I'm probably the most excited to see what the White Sox and Padres do this season. So, Me too. I mean, it's good. it's going to be much watch TV to watch the White Sox play this year. So let's talk about the Cleveland Indians. 
they kind of fell off since um, they went to the World Series, what, two, three years ago? I'd see the Cubs mm-hmm. beat in the World Series four or five years ago, whatever. Um, I think this is a, a, a really, really, really decent team. You could almost say a good team. I don't think they really wow you with much. I'm not really, you know, blown away by most of the lineup that I've seen that they that, that I haven't seen before from them. Um, I will say this. I'm, I'm not really – I think Francona is kind of on his way out. I, I think his message is kind of getting stale, kind of like Joe Madden's has in, in Chicago. But I think that the Cleveland Indians are a really good team built built from the inside out. They have a really good pitching staff. I think Clevenger is going to be really good. Um, I think that you know Aaron Savale is, is 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 going to be good. But I'm not quite sure if they're ready in this vacuum of 60 games if they can cut out the mistakes and they can win 35 games to win this division yeah i mean i think top to bottom i mean one through five they have probably three best best five band rotation in baseball i mean savale and plezak are both good young pitchers mm-hmm. they got carrasco back again i mean clevenger and bieber are, are two of the top five like odds wise guys to win cy young and i mean shane bieber might mess around and lead the mlb in strikeouts this season you know shane bieber in my opinion i think he's one of the better young pitchers we got in the game right now yep. um when i look at their batting order though jose ramirez lindor i mean i think are absolute beasts but Carlos Santana had a great season last year. I don't know if he can do that again. I mean, Framil Reyes is pretty much either getting out or he's hitting it over the fence when you look at the way he does at the plate. Mm-hmm. Domingo Santana had a down year last year. Maybe he can pick it back up. Cesar Hernandez is good. But in my opinion, this is a very weak lineup of hitters. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at the trade deadline, teams like the Indians are looking to sell on guys like Lindor and Clevenger and get something back so they can keep building a little bit. I mean, they have some decent prospects and everything, but I don't know. I just feel like the Indians, you know, are on that downward turn. And I feel like that this year might be the year when they really start to, you know, sell off and try to rebuild. And you said this is a, this is a bad, not bad, but not not a very scary lineup of hitters. I think it's an even worse defensive lineup. I mean, like when your mm-hmm. starting left fielder is going to be Jordan Luplo. I mean, the, the only really good defensive player that you have on your lineup is Francisco Lindor. You might could say you might could say Carlos Santana at first base, but I, I don't buy that. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. think they're a, they're a team that really scares me, so to speak. I think they'll be a few games above five hundred, but I don't think that they, they they have a realistic shot in this division. No, I, I agree with you completely on that one. So let's talk about the Kansas City Royals in 2013 is when they last won the World Series. God, I'm so bad with years. But um, they still have a few guys hanging out from the from from the core of uh, of that of that World Series win, like Salvador Perez. Gotten rid of guys like Mike Moustakis. What is your outlook for the uh, Kansas City Royals? Any any shot at all? Um. So to be honest with you, I really don't hate the Royals lineup that much. I think they might be able, you know, to give some teams some problems with just the way they can hit the ball and everything. But their pitching, their 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 five, their rotation to me is just so bad. I look at this rotation, and I'd be shocked if they have a single guy in here that is an ERA under 450. To be honest with you, and I know some of them are younger guys, but I mean Jake Junis is probably the best one. He's probably going to be miss some time. He just got put on the 10 day injured uh list so he's definitely gonna be out for a little bit of time honestly though in, in their in their batting lineup i do kind of like some of the guys on on this lineup like whit merrifield alberto mondesi i think mondesi i mean when he was healthy last year he was killing the ball jorge soler can hit you know you can go mambo so many times you can hit some mammoths for you alex gordon's still good salvador perez still good so honestly i think they definitely have respectable some respectable hitting but that pitching man is awful yeah, whatever your best pitcher right now is Greg Holland. I'm not. I'm not very. He'll probably get traded though. Yeah, it's his NRI right here next to his name. Glenn Sparkman, Chance Adams, Scott Barlow, Ian Kennedy's okay, but he's old as dirt. I mean, it just none of these guys really scare you at all. I mean, Randy Rosario. I mean, come on, Gabe Spire. I mean, that that doesn't scare me at all. Like you're right, they have a lot of respectable hitters and a few of these guys that have kind of stuck around from the from the old World, World Series team. But I just I don't I don't see even 500 from this team. I don't like Whit Merrifield is an MVP candidate. 
Like, I'm telling you, all the money that, that, that I won last year on DraftKings, I should have given half of it to Whit Merrifield because he was the only reason I was in <laughs> a lot of those games. But I don't I don't see any any chance for this Kansas City Royals team. No, I don't either. And I'm going to be honest with you, the Royals and the Tigers might be fighting out for who really is the worst team in this division. I think that's that might be a bigger competition than who wins this division. I think it is going to be the Detroit Tigers. Um, they Nico Goodrum is really good, and I mean they have you know some good some good pitcher prospects, but I don't I don't have any fucking shot for Detroit like at all. Yeah, just to, for the sake of keeping things moving, I said we don't waste much time here on the Tigers, but that's all yeah, we the do Tigers, is waste Tigers. waste time. The Tiger, yeah, <laughs> that, hey, I can't deny that one. They're coming. Look, the Tigers. I do. We'll say this. I do like Spencer Turnbull and Matt Boyd. I think both of them got did a lot of good things last year. They can try to build on this year. But realistically, at the end of the day, for the Tigers, it's going to be sell off any assets you can and keep building for the future. The Tigers will probably have a skeleton crew out there by midseason. But I do think Miguel Cabrera is being forgotten about in this order. He doesn't really command the power that he used to at the plate, but he can still hit for average and still come up and get some big time hits. So if anything, I think we just need to appreciate how great Miguel Cabrera is, is and watch him a little bit on this Tigers team this year. I mean, honestly, it's not the worst lineup I've ever seen. I mean, you got Matthew Boyd, Jose Cisnero, Joe Jimenez, David McKay, Yvonne Nova, Austin Romine, Miguel Cabrera, C.J. Crone, Nico Goodrum, Jonathan Shoup, Travis Demerit, who used to be in the Brave system, Cameron Mabin, um, Jacoby Jones. Like, it's not the worst lineup in the world, Christian Stewart, but I don't think, with, with, with their lack of managerial experience, I don't think they're they're anywhere close in terms of timeline. Yeah. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers had a better record than the Royals. I mean, that Royals rotation looks so bad. Yeah, batting practice is what it looks like. (laughs) So, Thomas Penland, let's get into the X-Factors for each team. Start off in the NL. Who is your X-Factor for the Milwaukee Brew Crew? Um... If I just select a player, obviously I would go with Christian Yelich. I think Christian Yelich is the guy, you know, he's an elite, he's ended up leading this team. You know, what if Christian Yelich is hitting the ball hot, I feel like that he put, you know, gives this team like they're, I mean, when you look at, when you feel like that, you have one of the best players in baseball on your team. I feel like he can elevate everyone else's play so much. But at the end of the day, if the Brewers starting pitching gets it together, they'll easily win this division with how good their hitting is now to go along with the probably second, third best bullpen in baseball. And that's exactly what I said. My X Factor for the Milwaukee Brewers is Eric Lawyer. He's new, and I think now he is the best starting pitcher on the team. The St. Louis Cardinals, I selected Mike Schilt, the manager. The Cardinals have a similar lineup year in and year out, and the same sort of lineup year in and year out. It's all about what the manager can get from them, and last year he got the most at the end of the season. That's why they beat our Braves in the playoffs. Mike Schilt, manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Harrison Bader. I, Harrison Bader was a highly taught-after prospect, and, I mean, he's honestly been pretty disappointing so far throughout his MLB career, but I think if Harrison Bader can actually show that he's tapping that potential and getting better, I think he can give them the shot in the arm they need with that. Because, I mean, he could, be a, he could be a five-tool player. That's what he was thought of to be when he came up. So, I mean, if he can be that five-tool player he was thought to be, I mean, Cardinals are going to be scary, man. What about the uh, Chicago Cubs? Chicago Cubs, my X factor with the Cubs. I'm gonna go with Chris Bryant. If Chris Bryant has another average season like he did last year. He will be out of the team, and there will honestly be a lot of talk for this cut for this team about you know what's gonna happen in the future. What do they think? You know, the, like that's what the talk has been all, all across the town in Chicago. So I mean, Chris Bryant can come out there and show that he's MVP Chris Bryant again. I mean, not only will that silence all the doubters and give this team more confidence in themselves, but, I mean, the Cubs can easily win this division if that's what happens. Yes, I put you, Darvish, because of all of the curmudgeonness and all of the you know lack of information and all of the, the doubts about the big contract that he was rewarded. I think he's worth that contract, but he has not pitched like it. So I think he has to come and show that he is worth that contract if he's not going to be dealt at the trade deadline. Um the Cincinnati Reds. I got new new arrival Mike Moustakis. Wow, I'm actually going to go with Nick Castellanos, and that's just because that I think how like Castellanos is a guy who can hit for power. He's mm-hmm. fast, you know. He's kind of a, he's a five tool player pretty much. If Castellanos comes out there and plays the way that he did in Detroit and the way that he did last year in Chicago, 
I think this lineup's going to be absolutely unstoppable. Also, though, you could argue Joey Votto, too. He had kind of a down year. If Joey Votto returns to Joey Votto of old, I mean, that's going to be murderer's row with Moustakis, Aquino, Eduardo, um, or Eugenio Suarez. Um, I mean, see, honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm having a hard time not convincing myself the Reds aren't the best team in the NL besides the Dodgers. It's tough. As, as, as the minutes go on in this podcast, I'm, I'm starting to turn over as, as, as a Reds fanboy. Um, and then lastly, of this division, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think the same thing that I said about you, Darvish, is true for Chris Archer. He's been touted so highly. I think that Chris Archer needs to have a statement year if he wants another big contract coming up. Yeah. Um, for the Pirates, I'm, I honestly didn't do much research on the Pirates just because they're the Pirates. But I think they need to have to see some of their young prospects come up and play well, especially the fact that they don't have Starling Marte anymore really, really, really hurts them. Josh Bell's not really going to get any pitches to look at. But if they can have a couple of young guys come up and hit the ball around, I think the Pirates – I think I mean, you know that's what the Pirates need to see. Is they just need to see improvement and that their young prospects are promising for a bigger season next year. Same thing as the Baltimore Orioles or the Detroit Tigers. Um, I actually said last year that Josh Bell might have overplayed his hand by playing so well, and now you know he's not going to get anything to see the next two years. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So let's shift over to the AL. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, I hit Aaron Savale just because Clevenger is going to be playing a little bit hurt and banged up if he plays at all. Um, Bauer and Kluber both got traded, so I think it's Aaron Savale's number one spot to have and to defend. I'm going to go with Jose Ramirez. He had a little bit of a down year the last last year. I think if Jose Ramirez can return to MVP level and swing the bat as he's been in the past, I mean, you know what we're going to get out of Francisco Lindor. Realistically, if you can get that out of Ramirez, too, and have two MVP caliber bats in your lineup, that can really boost the morale of the entire team and I think change the entire outlook for this team this season. Um, for the Chicago White Sox, it is no doubt that I picked my boy Timmy Tim 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 Anderson. Wow, I'm I see I like Tim Anderson too. I mean, honestly, if you like baseball and you don't like Tim Anderson, you simply just don't like the sport. Yeah. But as my X factor for this team, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Eloy Jimenez. I think if Eloy Jimenez steps in and be in is that prospect that everyone thought he was gonna be with the obvious guys like Mankato and Anderson, Abreu, just to name a few of them real fast, who are gonna go off, who are gonna go off swing the bat well. I mean, if he swings the bat like that, I don't see any way the White Sox don't make the playoffs. In Minnesota for the Twins. also it was tough for me not. Wait, I want to say this one last thing to you real quick. It was tough, though, for me not to pick Dylan Cease, one, because we played against him in high school a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. two, because Dylan Cease actually has the stuff, and he's a highly taught-after prospect. If he puts it all together, the White Sox add another ace in there with Giolito. She gone. In Minnesota, yep. I hit uh, Kenta Medea. If Minnesota, their offense will obviously outpace the pitching, mm-hmm. but if the pitching can get some good performances and can get this kind of, we don't have to score seven runs a night to win, that could do very, very, very well for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Jake Odorizzi as my um, player for this team. The first half of the season when Odorizzi was, I mean, obviously he was regressed majorly as the season went on, but if he can pitch like he did the first half of last season, just for for this season alone, which shouldn't be as hard because it's a shortened season, I mean, he'll really give them a shot in the arm just if they can have, you know, cement in there, two solid aces. And Kansas City, um, their new addition from the Phillies, Michael Franco. Ooh, I like that one. Um, for Kansas City, I'm gonna go with Alberto Mondesi. I mean, before he got hurt last year, he was absolutely killing the ball. He was one of the he was top five in home runs and average before he got injured. So, I mean, I think if that he can come back and hit the ball like he did last year, that that's gonna give them what they need to go to go to the top. The correct answer to this question on paper is, of course, Whit Merrifield. But we're gonna stay away from the easiest answers that we could possibly find. Um, Last one, Detroit Tigers. There's really no X factor because there's nothing to really look forward to unless it's next year. But I'm going to put Christian Stewart. Um, best left field prospect in baseball, I think. Needs to improve at the plate, but is really good defensively. Yeah, um, as much as I hate to agree with you, just because we're you know there's so many damn players on the team that you can pick so different things, but I'm going to go Christian Stewart as well. I want to see him get, come out here and get better and continue to make this team better. There were your X factors for every team in the central divisions, uh, both both leagues. Let's get into some record predictions and um, where we think they're going to fall. 
in the NL Central, winning the division after much thought and after much trials and tribulations, I have the Milwaukee Brewers with a record of 35 and 25. Ooh, wow. I actually don't hate that Brewers pick. And to be honest with you, I really thought you were going to pick the Cubs. Uh-uh. Um, I'm going with the Reds, like I said earlier. I think the Reds lineup, like we were just talking about a second ago, is absolutely stacked. And to throw in the fact that you have Luis Castillo, who's an emerging superstar as a pitcher, and then you have Sonny Gray, who's the old reliable guy, and then you add in there Trevor Bauer. I mean, I just I think the Reds have put gone out, done everything they can for this team. I think this team's gonna ball out this season. In second place with a record of thirty two and twenty eight. I have the St. Louis Cardinals. There is no reason to think wow. that the magic will still not happen for a wild card spot. Well, I actually don't have another team making the playoffs from this division. I think they're going to beat up on each other too much. But I'm trust me, I'm I'm torn not taking a team from this division. But I think the Brewers will come in second place. I think the Brewers added a couple more bats like they needed to. The starting pitching isn't quite there, but that relief pitching is. And you know, at the end of the day in the MLB, even if your starting pitching isn't that great, I think they can still put you in position to win enough games. So I got the got to go with the Brewers right here. In third place, I have with a record of 31 and 29, the Cincinnati Reds. Not enough top-end talent on either end. Offense will be very good, but not good enough to carry okay pitching. Yeah, third place, I'm actually going with the Cubbies here. Um, I mean, the Cubs and Cardinals, to me, it's tough to pick who I want in the third and fourth spots. I just think the Cubs roster is so good that there's no reason they shouldn't finish in the top three in this division. But at the same time, like I said, there's a lot of buzz and turmoil going on with this team, and I think that if this team struggles at any point in time, that that'll end up butting its head out and eating away at this team, especially with a young, experienced manager like David Ross. So I think the Cubs are actually going to flop, and I think there's going to be some major changes on this team's roster come next year. I as well think the Cubs will flop with a record at 500 at 30 and 30 in fourth place, your Chicago Cubs. This core gets older, but still always talented. Pitching is a worry, but David Ross at manager is worrisome. Needs bullpen talent. Um, I'm going with the Cardinals right here. I just think the Cardinals rotation outside of Jack Flaherty is lots of question marks that still need to get answered. And I think they're hitting. I mean, losing Ozuna is definitely taking a step down. And once again, so I just don't really like this Cardinals hitting. So I think they're going to have another rough season. Um, in, in fifth place, no surprise here. I think me and you both have this one ranked uh, at the same time. The Pittsburgh Pirates with a record of 24 and 36. They have very little hitting talent, but promising pitchers. Not enough to compete in this tough division or any other division. Yeah, I mean, I got the Pirates right there. It's just the Pirates, unfortunately, they're a cellar dweller for a couple of years. Sorry to hear it, but welcome to Pittsburgh. Let's talk about the AL Central um, in first place in this division. Kind of a, and, 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 and in my circles, is an odd pick. Winning the division with a record of 35 and 25, the Minnesota Twins. I think they have the most talent in, in, in the division. Very active in free agency in the offseason. Pitching needs to hold up the success of the offense. Yeah, I got the Twins as well. And I mean, you said it as good as I can. Second place with a record of 32. Or you know what? No, in second place with a record of 33 and 27, I have the Cleveland Indians. They're the best built team in this division in terms of team build. Um, need need a few more pitchers. Top heavy offense. Need the back end to pick up slack. Yeah, I'm actually you know with the White Sox here in the second place. I think the White Sox are going to be very close to making the playoffs. And honestly, it's pretty hard for actually y'all here in a second if I have them in the playoffs or not, but. You know, I just think that they're still just a little young and just a little inexperienced. You know, the White Sox have been one of the laughing stocks of the MLB here for the last couple of years. So I think it's just going to take them one more year to get over that hump. Yeah, um, in third place, I have with one win behind the Cleveland Indians, I have the Chicago White Sox with a record of 32 and 28. Very talented roster, good free agency class. Pitching will have to catch up to the bats to win the division. I don't think they will. I would love cheering for the White Sox. I love Tim Anderson, but I don't think they're they're 100% there yet. 
Um, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians here. I think that Cleveland will end up selling off some of their assets as the season goes on. And I just don't think the hitting is good enough. I think their pitchers are going to find themselves losing these games in 3-2, you know, losing these pitcher yep. duels 3-2. And I think they're going to get frustrated, and it's going to hurt the morale a little bit on this team. So, I mean, I just – I just, as much as I like – I'm so like, honestly, the Indians are one of my favorite teams in the MLB, but I just can't take them. Yeah. With a record of 24-36 and 36 in fourth place, I have the Kansas City Royals. Not uber-talented roster, but well-built. Very little of the old guard left from the World Series. Decent team could go 500, but they probably won't. Yeah, I mean, the Royals honestly have decent hitting, but that pitching, man, it's just so, so bad. And, I, you know, I, f- I feel like that they might get lucky and win some games, but at the same time, they're going to lose a bunch of games that they shouldn't lose. So I've got to go with the Royals as well here in fourth place. I went to their spring training last year um, in, in, in Florida in fifth place with a record of 21-39. and 39. Great spring training facility, nice people. The Snowbirds were all cool to me who were Detroit fans. But the Detroit Tigers with a record of 21-39. and 39 possibly one of the worst teams in baseball yep uh you're gonna get a grease from me from me here on this one i don't have much else to say though besides that thomas penland out of these 10 teams who is the absolute best <sighs> that's a tough question cohen but i'm gonna have to go with the twins i think the twins are the best team but i honestly almost picked the reds i think it's one of those two but i just think the twins batting is just abs- it's absurdly how stacked their batting is right now um, broke, broke I think the, the pitching could be a little bit wetter. And then, and then added Josh Donaldson. Like how, like, how do you do that? That's what I'm saying. Like, they literally got better from last year. So, I mean, it's just so hard not to pick the Twins here. Yeah, and I and I kind of beat myself up about that, too. But I think if these two divisions played each other in a tournament style, the Brewers would win, and they would win over the Twins. Wow. I don't hate that take because, I, I mean – I do, but I don't think the Brewers uh, – it's tough for me to judge if the Brewers got better or not. I just think their starting pitching is so, like, they didn't average better, no. to below average. Like, honestly, if I had to – you know, like when they give you those those quizzes or, like, those little test things where it's, like, average, above average, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, one of yeah. those things where you have five options, I would probably take the average to below average for their starting pitching, which is just so tough for me because, I mean, pitching is a lot in baseball. It is. This team definitely didn't get better in the offseason but they didn't get much worse. And I think their team was built so well that even getting a little bit worse doesn't throw them off track at all. Yeah, well, I think they I think their hitting got a lot better. And with, I mean, when you add Justin Smoke in there, I mean, Justin Smoke gets no credit because he plays in Toronto, but, I mean, he is a power hitter. He can hit a lot of home runs. He's a can hit for average, too. And then, I mean, Evaso Garcia seemed like he always was getting big hits last year, and he can hit for power as well. So, I mean, I think they added two more great hitters to throw in this lineup. And they also did lose Grandal, which, is, I mean, definitely hurts a good bit because he's one of the best um, He's one of the best catchers in baseball. So, yes, he especially is. Not, defensively. Not, not just defensively, but at the plate, too. He's a really good hitter. So, Absolutely. Thomas Penland, a lot of fun doing this. We will have the West out in a few days to a week, whenever our busy schedule allows. Um, we will be recording all kinds of content. We will be going on next Thursday, um, or this Thursday, with the with MLB opening day. We'll do a pregame, and we'll put a few bets out. And then next Thursday, we're going to do the same thing with NBA and the Pelicans and the Jazz, so stay tuned for that. Busy week coming, Penland. Busy week, buddy. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Plus... Tons of NBA, like you said, you know, tons of NBA stuff coming up here, man. So I'm ready to get it going. Thomas Penland, before we dip, plug yourself. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins, on Instagram at TP3Bets. Um, also, I'm on the roleplayerlive.com, posting all kinds of content on there. So get go look out for me on there. Go uh, look at my stuff. And I appreciate everyone who tuned in today and listened to me and Cohen. No worries, no worries. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Coed Hughes. You can find me on Instagram at Coed underscore Hughes. Do not do Twitter, too reckless for my taste. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can search Coed Hughes. I'm also and heavily active in the Sports Connection group, which is a private group, and the Daily Degenerate Sports Shit Talk Extravaganza, something, something, something. Hit me up. We'll get you an invite to those where we can do memes and predict and bitch and moan. You can find the podcast at TDB Pod on Instagram and Twitter. There's also a Facebook page, the Daily Degenerate Podcast. Hit me up. Tell me how you like this episode. 
new listeners, how's it going? Thanks for fucking tuning in. Give us a shot. Um, we'll see you in a few days. Peace. Damn, good shit. All right. All right, guys, we're down to the final segment of this podcast, and, you know, we got to give you all our final predictions of what we think is going to happen this season. Obviously, there's a lot of more awards and everything in baseball, but to make it easier on y'all, we're just going to do our playoff teams along with our wild cards, our World Series predictions, and after all that, we'll give you all the Cy Young MVP. So let's go ahead and get down to it. Um, Conan and I obviously both told y'all that we were picking the Braves at plus 200 to win the NL East on our last podcast, so we're not going to sit here and go into that. Uh, we obviously just told y'all earlier on this podcast who we think is going to win the Central. Um, I had the Reds at plus 248. You had the, What was the odds on the Brewers, Cohen? The Brew Crew got plus 303. Great value. Yeah, there you, yeah, there you go. That's great value, to be honest with you. I don't hate making that bet either. Um, and then for the for the final division, the NL West, I had the Dodgers minus uh, 622. Cohen, I assume you had the same thing as me. Same thing. No chance for anybody else to make it. Yeah, unfortunately, guys, I think it's – too damn easy to pick the Dodgers, and I mean, what, honestly, the, the Diamondbacks were like what, like twenty-five games out by the end of the season last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Twenty-two it, games I mean, out. Don't I think me, it was. Yeah, bad. don't get me. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying the Padres and Diamondbacks aren't good, but I mean, the Dodgers are on another level from almost every other team in baseball at this point. Um, let's go back over to the AL. Um, we both took the Yankees Wild at minus three hundred. Yep, to win their division. No, oh, we'll, we'll, cir- no, we'll circle back to Wild okay, Cards. Okay. Let's do the division winners. Um, I we both took the Twins to win the Central at minus 150. I mm-hmm. think there's pretty decent value on that. Um, and then to win the West, like y'all heard on me and Bid on the podcast, I have the Astros at minus 170. Who are you going with, Cohen? Um, I will take the Astros at minus. It's it's changed to 167, but 170 with the Astros. I don't think that the whole cheating allegation has done a lot for their team in terms of making them physically worse. There's gonna be a lot of distractions, but. They hit a golden egg by having no fans there this year, so they won't be able to get booed. So I, I see no reason why the Astros shouldn't win. No, I agree with you completely. I think especially that no fans thing definitely takes a little bit off their chest and makes it easier on them. But let's go ahead now and let's talk about who that we both have winning the um, or winning these wild cards and rounding out our playoff team. So obviously there's the playing games. So you get two wild card teams. We'll start out here with the NF- NL. Um, first, I have Arizona Diamondbacks at plus 270 to make the playoffs here. I've also seen it as high as plus 300 in some shops, so good value on that one. Ultimately, guys, Arizona, they add Starling Marte to give them an extra hitter in there to make this lineup even stronger. Um, I really like some of the other guys, like Cattell Marte, for example, that they have out there. Also, they have great starting pitching. I look for Zach Gallon to emerge to go along with Robbie Ray and those other guys that got in that order. So, I mean, I think Arizona is going to have some great pitching guys. They got a good bullpen too. And I think they should be able to win some games here and find themselves in the playoffs. Fair enough. My first yeah, wild card yeah. team will be the Cincinnati Reds. I didn't buy enough into them to win the division, but they are vastly improved. They are now a good team. I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they should be able to sneak in one of these wild card spots. Yeah, my only see my only problem with the Central is I think these teams might beat up on each other a little bit. Like honestly, it is very hard for me to pick a team my wild card teams for the NL. And to be honest with you, I think we're going to see the most variance with these teams in the NFL in the uh, in the NL winning the wild card. But I went with the Phillies, and to be honest with you, I do kind of hate picking teams to win that have bad pitching like the Phillies do. They do have Aaron Nola though, who's a solidified ace, top ten pitcher in the MLB. But I just think that their hitting is so freaking stacked up. I mean, they have the best hitting in baseball. And think about this. Bryce nah, Harper gets the, the most screwed. Well, okay, well, the Phillies are number two or yeah, three. Yeah. And you've got a guy in Bryce Harper who's arguably the most scrutinized player in the entire game. And the fact that there's going to be no fans in the, in the stadium to, to scrutinize him, I think goes a long, long way. I mean, I love the outlook on this on this Phillies team. Yeah, I actually picked the Phillies today, my second wild card. Um, I had them at plus 208. And Same. I think that if they played the Reds in a playing game, they would trounce the Reds. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one, too. Although, the hey, you never know, though. I mean, you're going to have Aaron Nola going up against probably – it'd be tough who they choose out of all their pitchers. But, I mean, it'd be a hell of a game, to be it honest would. with you. It would. Um, let's move over now to the AL for a wild cards. And I got the Oakland A's. So – 
I mean, I think the A's, I mean, when I look at this team, their pitching got better. I mean, you get Frankie Montas back, a guy who's suspended because of steroids. You get Sean Manaya back as well, who was supposed to be the best pitcher in that entire rotation. Think about what Mike Fires did. You got Chris Bassett in there. You got guys like A.J. Puck and honestly even a couple other young guys who can come up and steal their spots. Also to go with one of the top ten bullpens in the MLB. I mean, I think the A's are absolutely stacked. I just don't see any way they don't make the playoffs again this year, considering the fact they got better from a team that won over 90 games last year. To me, in the AL, there are three teams realistically fighting for two wild card spots. Um, the Rays, the A's, and the Angels. If I had to pick two of those teams, I would pick the Angels and the Rays. The Angels I'm picking just because of the value at plus 205. I think that they are one of the teams in the AL West that can make the playoffs despite being in the AL West. Um, and I'm also going to go ahead and pick pick the Rays. I think the A's will probably win the division, so I'm going to go ahead and give give Angels and Rays my two wild card spots. Um, Angels, I got it plus 205. Rays are a little bit worse odds to make the playoffs at minus 130. Yeah, I've got their Rays as well at minus 130, and I mean – I think the Rays did what they needed to make this team better. And, I mean, we're going to see Wander Franco at some point as well this season. I mean, that starting pitching, bullpen, all absolutely stacked top to bottom. I mean, I honestly kind of hate myself for picking all the same teams to make the playoffs again in the AL. But I just really think that the AL, out outside of all these other, you know, outside of the NL, just from top to bottom, has these teams that are so much better than the other teams. But at the same time, the AL West, in my opinion, is the most up for grabs division. In I mean, I think, or I wouldn't say up for grabs, but they have the most. Like Texas is still very talented, yep. and um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the other team. It's very talented. Oh, and the Angels are very talented too. So I mean, you got four teams that can definitely come out of that division to make the playoffs. I think the Angels have the best off season out of any of the teams that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. I don't think that their team build is all together yet, but they do have Mike Trout, they do have Albert Pujols, and they do have a, 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 a very loose collection of really good players. So I think that they have – I think that the A's are probably a better team on paper than them, but when you have Mike Trout, I'll give you the edge. Yeah, you know, Cohen, I would want to see Mike Trout on the big stage. Like, I feel like that he's so good and he doesn't get the credit he deserves in the MLB. You know, I feel like he's he is – one of the best players we have in their individual sports in all American sports that gets, doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's probably the best I mean, baseball he, player we'll ever see. Exactly. And he rarely gets any credit, any notability because his team can't make the playoffs. I just think their pitching is not quite there yet. I mean, I don't believe in that rotation to be honest with you. I'd argue Julio Tehran's the best pitcher they have in that rotation. I was about to say the same thing. And that's, it's bad and it's good. Um, the pitching rotation won't be there. The offense will it goes to show how, if you can play good defense and manufacture runs, you might be okay. Not no, good, I agree with you okay. completely. No, I agree with you completely there, Cohen. It'll be they'll be a fun team to watch regardless. Rendon and and uh, Trout's going to be crazy. Um, next, let's move over here to our MVPs. And I'm not going to lie; it's pretty hard for me to pick who I think is going to win the MVP. I mean, to be honest with you guys, betting on, on any of these futures, I think this is going to be the most high variance year you've ever seen in sports. So. A lot of crazy things can happen, but I look for Aaron Judge to get back on track, and he's plus twelve hundred right now, and I I'm taking him to win the AL MVP. I mean, Judge was hurt a lot of last year, didn't really get much of a shot, but we all know what Aaron Judge did his rookie year. I mean, this lineup's so stacked, you really can't even pick or choose who you want to pitch to. Um, I just think Aaron Judge is going to sit here and just hit tanks, especially when you think about it. He's going to be playing a lot of his games this season in very hitter-friendly parks, like in Philadelphia, like in Boston, like in New York. You know, I mean, he's going to be playing a lot of his team his games in those parks, and not to mention the Blue Jays haven't even selected where they're going to play at this season, so that could also give them another hitter-friendly park. I think it's going to be a spring training park in Florida. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, I agree. That, that's what I'm hearing on sports. No, Day. I agree with you completely. Someone was saying they were like, why don't they go play at a college team? I was like, shit, there's so many – um, I was like, there's so many um, minor league teams. I mean, they might even choose a minor league park, you know. But I, I would if – I, hey, if I was them, man, I'd choose Florida too. I'd love to go post up in Florida for a whole season. I would too, especially being from Toronto. You know, like it must be a very, very, very good change of pace. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Who you got for your AL MVP? AL MVP, my boy Tim, 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 
If anyone sees him listed on a major book, please call into Thomas or write into Thomas and let us know what the actual odds are. Um, after plus 5,000 on a bunch of the big boards, I couldn't find him. And I'm going to have Tim Anderson at plus 6,000 as my AL MVP. I think he takes the next step. And especially if – I know that this isn't like a playoff award, but if the White Sox make the playoffs and we can tell it was because of the hard work of Tim Anderson, it's hard not to give it to him. No, I agree with you completely there, Cohen. So that'd be a nice little ticket to cash right there. Yes, it would. Um, I'm gonna go with Ronald Acuna to win the NL MVP at plus six hundred. Look, guys, Homer, Homer. I low key hate myself for taking the pick for that exact reason because people are gonna call me Atlanta bias and homers. I try to think of it and think of many different people. Honestly, on the Dodgers, I wanted to pick Cody Bellinger. I don't know if he's gonna get it back to back. Also, there's a lot of other people on that team who could easily hit the ball and find themselves winning that award. Um, I mean, when you look at all these other teams, honestly, I, my second person I was going to choose is Bryce Harper just because I think having no fans in the stands benefits him the most. But, I mean, when you think about it, guys, Acuna, he's great in the field. He can hit for power. He can, he can hit for average. He's got speed on the base pass. He's probably going to lead the MLB in stolen bases, you know, because the Braves are definitely going to be – I mean, the Braves are going to be fighting to win a division. So, you know, they're going to be trying to get at any base the way – any way they can. I think it just makes a lot of sense logically to take Ronald Acuna. He's second – him and Christian Yelich have the highest odds on the board, and to be honest with you, I think either of them is a great bet. Thank you for segueing into mine because I got Christian Yelich right at plus 700. Um, the way that the Brewers are built, he is the uncut number one, not even close star of that team, and if the team succeeds, so can he. Christian Yelich has already been given all this praise and acclaim, so I think it's very easy for him to slip into an MVP in a shortened season at plus 700. Sign me the hell up. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's a good bet, like you said, Cohen. And, I mean, I, like I said even on our last podcast, the Brewers are going to be right there pushing for the playoffs. The Brewers make the playoffs, and Yelich does 80% of what he's done in the past. He'll get it easily. It yeah. Um, finish out here. We just got our Cy Young real quick. I mean, the AL Cy Young, I don't see how you don't pick anybody besides Garrett Cole. And he's plus 275. I mean, in fact, you can get that he plus 275. should be minus 150. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine betting on an on an MVP or Cy Young or any kind of season-long award and betting a favor like that, but, uh, hey, I agree with you. I got Garrett Cole as well. Plus 275 is, is great value for him. Um, maybe the odds makers know something that we don't because New York is going to be kind of one of those special cases where if they don't win the World Series this year, something is definitely wrong. But I think that, that at his spot, for him to be the clear-cut favorite to win at plus 275, sign me up. Yeah, I get, completely agree with you on that one. Um, last but not least, we got our NL Cy Young here, and I'm actually one with a little bit of a flyer here. I think Luis Castillo is going to build on the season he had last year. He can strike a lot of guys out. Um, I mean, he's honestly a monster, and the fact that he's got this better hitting now, I think Luis Castillo is going to mess around and win the NL Cy Young at plus 1,300, so that's great odds on him as well, and I think the Reds are going to have a good season. This is the exact opposite of a flyer. Uh, Jacob DeGrom at plus 350, which is a good spot to have him at in particular. Um, usually, anywhere in the last five years, if you would have asked me who's going to win the NL Cy Young, I would say Max Scherzer, and he's probably deserved to win it all, all the last five years. But with the age thing, the Nats just won a World Series. I'm not going to say that he, he personally is going to have to climb, but the Nats probably won't be back in the playoffs. Um, due to all the people that they lost and everything. So I think that this whole Cy Young thing kind of circles right around Jacob DeGrom. With Syndergaard being out and with the Nets being in kind of a odd situation, I think that the lights are shining on him now, and it's a great spot for him to win it. This will be his second if he does win. So um, I think I, I think everything's you know kind of lined up for him to get it, which I do think this is the lowest odds I've, I've ever seen Max Scherzer at. I saw him at around plus 2,000 on a few shops. So if you're into Flyers, Max Scherzer at plus 2,000. Any other year, I'd be jumping all over that. This year is just not really the Nationals year. Yeah, I agree with you completely there. Well, I've said my fill on this podcast, Cohen. You got anything else you want to say? Let me give you four bonuses just really quickly. Rookie of the year I got written down, Ryan Mountcastle for the Orioles, first baseman. Okay. The NL, Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. This Gavin Lux kid is really, really, really good. And you know the Dodgers, he's going to get a lot of playing time because they love getting those those young guys up. Um, manager of the year and the AL, I got Dusty Baker of the Astros. Um, I, ha I have no odds on that. There were no odds published yet. 
Um, I think Dusty Baker shows that he can still win the division in his first year in a very turbulent situation. So that'll do all, all he can do to win the manager of the year in the NL. Rocco Baldelli what used to be one of my favorite players of the Twins, uh, manager of the Twins now. Um, I think that if the Twins make the playoffs or even put themselves in, in position to win the division, he will win NL manager of the year. Uh, two more, your home run title. The AL, it's 100% going to go to Aaron Judge. If it doesn't, it's going to be John Carlos. Yep. It's that that those are the only two answers, and I think Judge is going to beat him out. And then uh, in the NL, the NL, the home run leader from last year, Pete Polar Bear Alonzo. There's, I don't think there's any doubt that he wins it either. Um, no odds on those because it's kind of a special future. You, you might can build this one. I know like my book has like a build your own player prop future thing built in, so you might can do that. Um, and then last but not least, the batting title in the AL, the same guy who won it last year, Timmy Tim Tim, Timmy Anderson in the NL, Kettle Marte of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think he was second last year to Bellinger or, or Alonzo, whichever, whichever one won the, the batting title. Those are just four kind of, you know, fun flyers that if you're into rookie of the year, manager of the year, home run king or batting title, there you go. Hey, I love it, Cohen. I appreciate you sharing those with us. Obviously, I wasn't as prepared as Cohen was, so I don't have those for y'all. I hate to make but... look bad on his own podcast, but <laughs> you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Hey, it's you know, it had to happen eventually, Cohen. So I'm at least glad it's you that did it to me. Yeah, yeah. But all right, guys. I know y'all are probably tired of listening to me and Cohen talk about baseball for an hour, so we'll I'm go ahead and let everybody get out of here. <laughs> Cohen, plug yourself in one last time for us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cohen Hughes. You can find me on Instagram at Cohen underscore Hughes. Uh, I don't do Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Cohen Hughes. Just search the name. Daily Degenerate Sports Shit Talk or the Sports Connection. You can find me there. My podcast, the Daily Degenerate Podcast, is at PDD Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, find me there. Listen to our shit. Me and Pimlin are on there a lot. We're doing more projects day in, day out. So you can look, look at it and listen to some of our hard work on the Daily Degenerate Podcast as well as Hot Takes with TP3. Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins, on Instagram at TP3Bets. But I already know we'll be posting tons of stuff up there. I already got a bet out there today on a little preseason baseball for all y'all. So y'all go out there, follow them, look at them, and we appreciate everyone tuning in. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace, guys.